You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Lambgoat presents the Band Flip Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Van Flip Podcast, brought to you none other than Lambgoat, you know, the best metal website in all of the land and on the internet. This week, I am sitting with current vocalist, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Brian Wiley, god damn, we just went over it, Willie, like Willie Nelson, Brian <laughs> Willie Nelson from Currents, a vocalist. Uh, they have a new album coming out in a couple weeks, uh, although while recording this, it's going to come out in a couple weeks. It's been out for a couple weeks already. So you probably already heard the new album, The Death We Seek, which was released on May 5th through Sharp Tone. So welcome to the show, Brian. How you feeling today, man? Brian, Willie Nelson, Willie in the house. Just chilling, dude. I, uh, you know, just having a good day. Just uh, counting the blessings and getting ready for this headline tour coming up and yeah. just living living the life man just hanging out yeah this this podcast will come out while you guys are on tour which obviously kicks off uh first week of may or oh dude this tour is great yeah (laughs) this tour is great i'm having so much fun what's the best part so far ah dude yeah uh i don't know just all these all the drives you know on this tour this is our first time not driving ourselves so that's pretty cool we're just uh just doing that and uh you know i'm just what what other things would future Brian say about the tour? I don't even I don't know. know. Co- cool dinosaur sculptures on the side of the road. Uh, there was one time I drove I ten for a long period of time, uh, and there was signs. And I'm sure any band or any person that's traveled on I ten anywhere between like Texas and California, either way, has probably seen those giant road signs of the attraction about the thing. Have you seen those? Um. Oh my God! I don't even remember. I'm terrible. It's like it would be every couple miles you'd see like the thing, the thing, and then you go to this little rest stop area situation. You pay like a dollar or something like that, and you go through this little museum type, you know, roadside attraction thing. And then at mm-hmm. the end, you get to see the thing, whatever the, you know. You, you've been for hundreds of miles. <laughs> you've been seeing this fucking billboard about the thing, the thing, the thing. It turns That's out awesome. It turns out it's like some quote, like the thing is. Blah blah blah. I don't even remember what it was. It's yeah, even... the thing is, God loves you. <laughs> yeah. JesusChrist.com. Yeah. And you're like, all right, cool. Something um, along those lines. Oh, that's like south of the border. Like you see the the signs for south of the border R. for like R. so long. I, yeah, I never got to go. I don't know, but like you see the signs for south of the border for like miles and miles and miles, and then you finally get there, and you're just like, this is like weird amusement park thing. Like, all right, cool. That's this not what I thought cool it was going to look 70s, like. You know, in the 70s, it might have been pretty cool. I wish I went, but um. You didn't miss much, to be honest with you. It's just a giant (laughs) gift store and, like, you know, a sombrero and, like, a water tank top thing, I think, or I don't know. But Sounds awesome. They definitely, uh, I think, yeah, they just shut it down, like, this year or this past year. Oddly, bring that up, I was literally thinking about that two days ago. Just like, wow, that's never going to be around anymore. (laughs) That's just how it goes, you know? And then, uh, speaking of billboards, completely unrelated, I, we are, like, in this town the other day i forgot where it was but there was this billboard and it was just like this cutesy like children's book uh like teddy bear like drinking a glass of water i'm like oh that's a cute billboard and then i look at the text on like the left side and it says your drinking water could give you hepatitis and i'm mm. like oh my god like what what the hell they, they, they threw a curveball at you they got you lured in yeah. with, the, with the graphics and then you read the text and you're like oh my day is ruined yeah, so what is what's that? Subliminal uh, message. Whatever. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Seeing the south, I mean, I I'm located in Florida, uh, so when I've driven the East Coast in my entire life for the most part, and I've seen 
signs for that south of the border for all my life because I would go to and from to Canada because I have family in Canada, so we would drive a lot. And so all my life I've seen the south of the border. I've only stopped a handful of times, but yeah, RIP, south of the border. Uh, I wonder what they're going to put there. Yeah, what are they going to put there? All right, let's get into into some more important discussions about maybe like the band and stuff like that. So you guys, most recently as of today, have released your fourth single off of the... uh, off the new upcoming album and the single So Alone. Um, what was the idea behind releasing, and again, I don't say so many singles, but it's more than, uh, you know, the usual. So usually you have like two, three, but you guys have chosen four. Is there a reason why you guys just decided to do that? Or is it just something like timing-wise and, you know, like schedule? That was just how it fit. Yeah. It might, I'm not going to lie. It might even be more than that. We'll see. I, there, there might be another one before the record comes out. Mm-hmm. And then like, we'll see what uh, the people think about the, the songs that are on the record. And we could even like, if we have the ability, maybe we'll make another one like after that's kind of just like whatever people like from the record. But um, another single, I will not s- another record. Right. Yeah. Another okay. single. Yeah. But like, yeah, but that'd be like post record, um, mm-hmm. like just something that everybody seemed to dig that's not a single already but um yeah i guess the process of that is like um i guess bands are starting to just drop more more singles now from the records than they they normally would Mm -hmm. have in the past and it is interesting because ours is like a little bit shorter i guess like as far as records go but like i'm a big proponent of like you don't want to hear it yet just you know let it sit on the internet and uh just you know wait until you hear the whole thing but uh for the people that don't really care that much like i i think that they kind of don't mind like having like more to listen to yeah. you know there's nothing wrong with like having more out like but, that, um, it does keep you more relevant over the time of like you know you're doing media and just you obviously you haven't had an album in a couple of years i think uh correct me if i'm wrong i didn't really look back but 2020 was the last release correct yep yeah, yeah. so uh you guys haven't had a lot of you know music coming out at that point because obviously the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic blah 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 we don't need to get into that mm-hmm. um but yeah so do you prefer like more singles to keep you more relevant or more things to like you know not i don't want to say keep you more relevant but to just keep you in the you know public facing the public more often whereas like if you don't do something or don't post anything like material wise for a while kind of you know some people just may not pay attention as often but like you said, more bands are the frequency of releasing singles seems to be a lot more these days than it has been in the past. So, yeah, I haven't really noticed a method to the madness so much, but like, you know, you can, you can see like, there'll be like some of the, some of the larger bands, like the bigger fish, they'll, they'll drop a single that um, just completely goes crazy for them more than like a, a record would. Um, where yeah. some people's just, you know, they want to hear a song. They don't want to hear, 10 songs all at once and put all of that time and effort in especially if they don't have another thing to like keep their brain occupied while they're doing it you know Uh, for me music is like a thing where like you know i throw it on when i'm like doing the dishes or doing like a long drive or like i'm I'm, you know kind of like trying to accomplish things through my day um or you know you're you're going for a run or like you're working out or whatever like usually music i feel like for a lot of people is the soundtrack to whatever their thing they're doing for their day is and um you know if you don't really have an opportunity to be in that rotation for like uh an entire record's worth of time just to kind of be in there for like to pop in and out for the day or to be something that they check out for a second is uh also pretty cool and just kind of does more to keep you in the realm of like people's thoughts and in their heads and stuff but like i haven't really figured out like if it's like singles versus albums like what's going to make you more relevant at whatever yeah. time i think it's kind of just whatever you, you you put it out and if uh you get lucky with the timing then great and if you don't then whatever you just go next but um i will say that for the the amount of singles that we put out in this cycle particularly uh touring has played a big factor in that mm-hmm. um so you know typically when you have a tour that is happening um it is good to have something that is out like right before it comes out like right before the tour happens so that you have uh you know a little piece of of something to kind of promote the tour and to have something to kind of garner excitement for 
seeing you play at that tour yeah, you know a new song is always good for that yeah so there's been uh you know vengeance came out like right before we did like our holiday show so people who did the holiday show get to hear that live for the first time um yeah and you guys have little then, like, little stints with like you just got off the kill switch uh run a couple dates like a handful of dates with them so and you know you adjust or within that same time frame i guess released so alone yeah yeah like so alone came out and then like a week or so later we uh we had the kill switch shows and that was good which honestly that one was weird because we almost weren't gonna play so alone on the kill switch shows because it is a six string song right <laughs> and um we are a seven string band and so to play so alone we had to bring six string guitars for the sole purpose of playing that song and so we had to figure out like well is it even worth like doing that like whatever and i'm like we probably should you know because for one it's a great song and for two um you know i think people are going to find it a little odd if we go out there and a song just came out and we're not playing it um yeah. so you know for the for the logistic uh headache i guess of just bringing another guitar for the sole fact of playing that song i feel like it was fine and we just ended up playing it last so it was easy like nice. you know you just kind of uh, we did our set and then instead of having like a, a changeover and then playing a song and then having another changeover of like two minutes, we just, you know. Hey, what's up? It's Lurk. Looks like you're enjoying the podcast. If you are and you like what we're doing here on the Van Flip, why don't you go ahead and pause this, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. If you want to find out any information on your favorite bands from the hardcore and metal scene, visit lambgoat.com. And to stay in the loop about everything that we post on lambgoat.com, make sure you like us on Facebook and you head over to Twitter and Instagram and follow us at lambgoat. Are you a full-grown adult and you also have a TikTok account? Congrats. Follow us on TikTok as well. You can find us under the username lambgoat.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. Head over to our YouTube channel where we have all of these podcasts in video format plus a lot more content that you should check out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and you hit that notification bell so you're always alerted when we upload new content. And last but not least, if you want to follow me, Lurk, the host of the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LurkCity. And as always, if you need any of the links that pertain to the artists on the show today, Lambgoat or myself, you can always find them in the description. Thanks for listening to this message. Now let's get back to the show. Played the set, had a two-minute changeover, said, all right, this is our last song. Throw the six strings on, play it, and then just leave. <laughs> nice. You know, and yeah, then you're yeah. done. So pack it up, boys. We got it. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. How, how many... <laughs> How many um how many of the new singles were on like your current um since your current set list for your touring in the last four months? Has mo have most of them made it to the, the set list, or do you kind of choose and pick which ones? Like obviously you had one release at the end beginning of the year. Do you still play? Did you play that one with Killswitch, or did you just like swap them out? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We played yeah this this Killswitch and Parkway. Those both of those sets were pretty um new song forward like we played every single like on this kill switch especially we played all of them we played the death we seek we played vengeance we played so alone uh we played remember me um you know like they all were in the set list i am not entirely sure that all of the singles are going to be on the headline set list yeah. i'm not sure of that um just because we have which is kind of funny, but like we have so much ground to cover and um, so many other songs that like we're going to have to fit into this like set time that I think we're going to we're going to try to like prioritize getting some of those like deep cuts in the set and like yeah. getting some of those like older tracks that like people wanted to hear for a while in there. So, um, you know, when you have like a headline set and it's centered around a new record, you can expect that you're going to hear like a good chunk of that new record. But um we wanted to focus on, you know, playing older tracks and also tracks from the record that are not singles. You know? I gotcha. Yeah. What do you like? How do you guys go about, uh, you know, selecting your sets? Obviously, it's different between a headline set and just a support set, clearly because of time constraint. But like with no with no time constraint, like you currently are talking about wanting to do deep cuts and stuff like that. How do you guys go about just picking the songs actually for that set? Do you guys base it on like fan input before the show i mean before the tours or do you guys just kind of like you know base it on your current 
you know, likes and dislikes of your own discography and stuff like that, or how how it's played out in the past when you've played it out live? I think for this one, yeah, I would say um, what we like. I this is gonna sound weird, <laughs> I guess, but like if I had to put it on like uh, like a, a top three of priority, what we like for this set list is kind of like over here like at the, at the three and then um what goes off live that we've noticed in the past is probably number two and then number one um our best kind of idea of the best things that we we're going to play is probably like what the numbers look like for some of the songs so like on if, spotify or apple or anything like yeah that yeah like exactly like so we tried to be real analytical with it uh <laughs> but like obviously there there are some picks that it's like we just like that song or um we know this is like a mainstay for like the live set so we like playing this song um and we don't want to compromise it so we're going to keep it um but for the most part when we we're picking like some of the stuff that we're going to play from previous records and, and stuff that we're going to play from like this or that uh we really just looked at the numbers and just looked at like um if a song was like further back in the the record and it still rivaled like the singles and like the first few songs for like plays that was way more of a priority to try to throw that one in there because it was clear that it was like a more popular song for right. the record you have to get through um, the record at least or find that song at the end of the record rather than just a single or putting it on and pushing play yeah exactly so we tried to go for like what was like um the most now it's a lot of the just the most played stuff which we would just have to take as like it was like some of the favorite stuff you know but um yeah it, it was a process but i think what we we came up with and i don't remember every song off the top of my head uh you know or exactly how many there were but it feels pretty good and there's there's like a nice chunk of uh you know there's there's a nice piece from all the different pies you know what i mean yeah 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 um, how much time are you granted on this particular headlining tour for your sets? Do you guys know that already? Or I think it was uh, about as much as we wanted. I feel like the standard is usually like an hour to like an hour and 15. And then, you know, if you're crazy, you go above that. But I think we're going to hover around an hour. Uh, if I If I had to guess, if I had to think about it right now, just for the sole fact of like, we're, we're getting our feet wet here in this headline world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We haven't really done it before. And so to like overextend ourselves with like a ridiculous set every night, I think is um, not good for anybody. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to get the most out of the time uh, and just take our own mental health into, yeah, physical and mental health into consideration when, uh, you know trying to figure out the, the length of time so i think it will hover around an hour but you will hear a lot of stuff nice well that's good that is great how'd you guys come about um how do you guys go about choosing the support for the package since it's your first headlining tour or your one of your first headlining tour gigs or whatever uh do you have a say in who you bring along or is it just something that like uh publicist booking agents or managers kind of offer up and you get to select or how does that work for you there's a little there's a little bit of that there's a little bit of like hey we think that this band this band and this band would be good ideas usually like if there's an input and this isn't just for our tour this is kind of just like i think as a general standpoint mm -hmm. is like usually the band will kind of have an idea of who they want as like you know this slot and this slot and then the opening slot will usually be like a little bit more of like a um hey like label here or management here we really think that uh this band would be a great idea for like flushing out like the uh the, the whole situation and like they, they'd be a great opener and all that stuff and i'm not saying that that was the situation with us like we um i enjoy foreign hands like i really like foreign hands and um i think they were one of the names that were kind of like thrown in uh the hat so mm -hmm, to speak mm -hmm. uh and that was like the name that kind of really stuck stuck out to like most of us and it was kind of this mutual decision of like, okay, yeah, foreign hands, like, let's go. That's great. And um, th that decision kind of came a little later, but then um, we were trying to figure out like a direct support situation and Invent Animate was 
there, but we were also trying, like, you know, we just wanted to make sure that we we made the best tour package that we could. And um, when the idea of, like, Moss of Flames came up, it wasn't even really our idea. Like, they were on Twitter, and uh, someone from the band page um, had mentioned some interest in, in having us take them out on tour. Mm. And we had had a couple ideas by that point, but I was like, wait, they, you guys would really do that. And they're like, yeah. yeah. <sighs> so we immediately were just like, oh, okay. No, nah, like that's way better than anything else we were thinking of. So, um, you know, we went from there and like, like Moss of Flame said yes. And like, that's incredible because I can't think of like a better band to like bring out with us on like our first headline tour. Yeah. Like we opened for them, like one of our first little runs. Uh, we, we did their, like one of their tenure tours. It was like a series of shows that we did with them. And that was awesome. So to kind of have like this, like cool little full, full circle moment where they're coming with us and, and helping us like kind of celebrate this record is incredible. And then, uh, Invent, we we always knew we wanted to have in some capacity on, on the lineup, whether they were direct or they were like, um, you know, like just just under the direct or like whatever it was. Special guests. Homies. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. Like super esteemed special guests. They're incredible. They're like one of the best bands out there. Like super good friends. We've of had ours. them on. We've had them on the show. Yeah, they're sick. And I will say they were going to do the whole tour, but uh, they got an offer to do that Bad Omens. Uh, tour that they're doing yeah. around the same time and so because they just released a new but, album as well if no one uh if you are unaware but yeah they have also released a new album yeah they yeah that album heavener oh my god so good but like the, pro, the promo picks were very interesting i like the promo picks they're very uh you know it's all very tied tan. In. All, all tied in yeah it's all tied in with the name <laughs> <laughs> of the record but it's quite very quite tan. funny didn't mean but, to interrupt. Uh, keep going go ahead oh you're good you're good but yeah, those guys are incredible. All the best to them. So they get this offer to do the Bad Omens thing, and we're like, okay, well, like, definitely got to do that. Like, you you have got to take the Bad Omens offer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so then we're like, well, if you guys can do like the first few and like the last few, like that's cool too. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And um, so then that kind of made that happen. Then we had to find somebody to fill in that that area. And then our first thought was like Unity, like that band is awesome i we had unity was this um on our first big tour it was with miss may i upon a burning body and kubla Khan, mm. and then we were opening that um one of the first shows where the whole tour kind of came together that was in texas at um i forget the name of the venue but it was uh it was like it's not around anymore but either way uh first show was in texas and unity was the opener for the show and they were all chill like they were all cool i think um you know some of them were like working the show right and mm -hmm. then like we, we don't really think much of it we're like oh okay like you know they're working the show they're gonna play like whatever this band was incredible like this band was so like disgustingly sick and we couldn't believe it and then we had to follow them up and we're like oh my god no <laughs> but like um so then, you know, having the opportunity to have them come in and fill that that slot it was incredible because they're they're just so awesome and we have like really fond memories of them and they're all awesome dudes. So, um, you know, like they really helped us kind of like round it out and like made us like comfortable with like the situation that we were mm -hmm. dealt, I guess, in that in that sense. So that's how we got everybody on the lineup, as far as I can uh, as far as I can remember. Nice. Are you not uh, worried about a headlining? act supporting you guys or is it just kind of like because obviously you said you supported them and i've seen them do headlining shows in the last couple of years uh come through town here and this is you guys is like you know first uh first go at it um were you not nervous you know are you nervous about it or do you have any reservations about that or anything like that like being being upstaged by the opening act like you mentioned with unity not necessarily like whatever happens happens at the end of the day if them being on the tour with us uh helps the tour succeed that is the best thing um at the end of the day all we care about is having a good show that is well attended that everybody that goes enjoys so um you know at the end of the day it was like 
the best move I think we could have made. So, yeah, whatever happens, happens. I'm excited to see. And I know that no matter what happens, we're going to have people that have been waiting to see us headline or at least play a longer set for a long time. So um, as long as those people are there and excited and, like, you know, having a good time, that's all I care about. I mean, worse comes to worse, it pushes you to be, uh, you know, a better performer. I yeah, would say. absolutely. I would think, yeah. yeah. Um, so <clears throat> let's talk before we move on. I want to bring up the Kill Switch and Parkway shows and how that must have been for you guys, you know, because uh, those, both those bands have come and uh, become like, you know, some of the bigger metalcore bands in the entire world for the most part, you know, uh, metal bands too. So how is it like performing alongside and, you know, just hanging out with those types of magnitude of bands it's pretty sweet um (laughs) you know both bands treated us super well um and you know their crews are incredible uh they were all like really humble like chill people and uh just to see them crush it and continue to be like you know the the big forces that we know that they are Mm -hmm. like continue to like go in and just like crush shows to this day is like really sick and uh that Parkway one was especially cool because it had been their first time back in the States for a while. Yeah. And I know people were a little bit like, ah, the lineup's not as like crazy as like it was when whatever, like that lineup was sick. Like Memphis was awesome. They killed it every day. Like we did our best. And then, um, you know, Parkway was awesome. And I feel like that tour was for them a, a kind of like, yep. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna still keep coming here. We're still gonna do this because this is awesome. <laughs> were they thinking um, about not coming here or something like that? Because no, I don't know if that was the thing, so to speak. But I know like, there wasn't like um, you know with the with the last album or the later maybe the, the later two albums. You know, I'd only see them really on like the festival cir- circuit in in the states. I didn't really ever see them play like, and I could it just could be my area. You know, south the southeast here, but. Um, and I could just be like daydreaming all this stuff, but I think for the most part, I want to say it was just like festival shows like Rockville and all these other kind of shows that they would do, mm-hmm. not necessarily like tours and stuff, but um, it's good to hear that they were well received, even though, you know, they've probably, they've definitely heard at least some of the backlash online for the last couple albums, you know, when, when they changed their sound from like the original, you know, metalcore sound they had in the beginning. But it's good to yeah. hear that they've uh, they decided they, they'd like to keep coming back. Yeah, and that's not that's not something by like any official means. It's no, more no, just I know. Like, yeah. The way that those shows went, I feel like it for them it was like a nice springboard for like okay, um, we're back established in the states again, and like now they're coming back with um, you know like an all Australian lineup mm-hmm. on like this like big massive tour. This got announced. Uh, what today or yesterday or something? Yeah, Monster, like, the Monsters of Oz tour with like every big Australian band coming with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so like it's really cool to see that come to fruition and that happen, um, and like to have done like kind of like their first foray back into the states uh, in a while and like be able to support them in that endeavor was like really sick. So shout out to Parkway, like super awesome. Would ten thousand percent do it again, but um. <laughs> And then like kill switch yeah fantastic getting to see them kill it every day is really cool those guys are all super humble again like uh talked to jesse a few times and, and he was always like a sweetheart every time and like uh you know it's five days yeah, so it's hard to time, like really yeah. get to know everybody and same much, with parkway i was like sorry how much time do you get on like with the big band on some of these tours uh granted obviously like the the type of tour you're on may be a different vibe obviously like you may just be in a bunch of vans touring whereas i would assume kill switch and parkway have like buses and bigger productions and all that stuff so they may be in uh, a sweeter ride and and forgive me you may be even in a bus but i would assume it's more like a van situation Oh yeah! yeah okay. Oh, you know keeping it, it keeping it real. It, I feel you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like We're how... taking the van on the headliner. <laughs> That's the way to go about it. Hey, you know, I know, I know, bands that have done twenty years still doing vans. It saves money, man. So just, oh yeah, if you can, if you oh, can yeah. suck it up, you know, you do it. But do, how? What? What? Like, how much time do you guys get to spend? You know, throughout the day, whether it's is there access? Like, is it easily accessible? to get to the headliner even if you're in the tour package it's like do you guys hang out for like lunch and fucking cornhole every day or you know how does that work 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be dead honest with you. <laughs> Not really. Um, if if we were more like like personally, if I were more outgoing, if I were more like kick down the green room door and say, "Yo, what's up?" Like, yeah, I feel like it would have been a little more like accessible, but if you are not the person that's going to go and put yourself out there um you're not necessarily guaranteed to really like interact super duper much um but that's that's totally fine with me in the sense of like we're just happy to be there in a sense um, <laughs> yeah just don't fuck i know it up. don't fuck it up don't get kicked off yeah don't like yeah things. god forbid i say something stupid and dumb and they kick me off the tour i don't know i can't be i it can't be that bad but like um you know, like, I know Matt uh, and Christian, like, they're a little more outgoing. So, like, if they saw somebody, like, they'd, you know, they'd be a little more quick to be like, oh, what's up? You know, like, I so usually don't just see let people do, do their thing. Do you just not see them that often? Like, they're in the bus or they're doing their thing or, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, people will kind of come and go. They'll pass by and, like, do whatever. And, like, um, you know, if you're the kind of person to just go up and say hi, then, like, cool. But if not, like they're not really kicking down your green room door and asking you like 20 questions about your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, so, that's like, not their job. That's kind of your job as the opener to kind of like, give me this info. Uh, teach I go, me I go back and forth. I go back and forth with that concept because if I was in like the headlining position, I feel like I'd at least want to know what's going on. I'd want to yeah, know think, a little bit about the people I'm sharing the road with yep. and like, you know, try to get like a little chat, even if it's on just day one and I just sit there in their green room and just like, you know, chill and like, punish them and like hang out with them for like a day and then for the rest of the time we just kind of do our own thing that's you know yeah. i feel like cool but um i'm also yeah like when i'm on tour i'm more just like i want to perform the best that i can and i everything that i'm doing during the day is like centered towards that and so you know i have you'll make friends and stuff along the way but like I'm more just like in my own ness for the most part. So like, you know, that's kind of just how I go. But like on the, I noticed that like, yeah, I feel like as the the bigger the band is, the less that you're really going to be like, um, buddy, buddy all the time, right. like chilling with them. But like, um, that's not to say that like, you're not treated well. And that's not to say that like, the the overall atmosphere and vibe isn't like friendly and like welcoming and like chill you no, know yeah i mean i, I totally get that because obviously like when you're touring in general there's a good chunk of the day is just driving in general so you're not necessarily even you have access to any other body outside of your van for the most part if you're you know if you're splitting that van with another band sometimes maybe you can have some camaraderie that way but for the most part you can show up to a venue everyone's got their jobs you know sound check and all this other stuff that they've got to do and you play at a different time than the big band plays and then vice versa so you i, I could see how there's not a lot of you know interaction being done on a day-to-day -day basis in general so that's why i brought it up just kind of curiosity yeah. you know you see all these like old school dvds from the early metalcore days and although this was back in the day when no one was touring in a bus and it was all like a uh, hundred dudes in one van so there seemed to be like a big camaraderie uh, situation with the each tour package. Not saying that that's a bad or a good thing or it doesn't happen currently, but that's why I was currently asking. Yeah, I will say too that like, you know, it's funny when you see that like kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know what the word is for it. I'm kind of blanking, but like the difference, I guess, where like, yeah, you see bands in like they'll have like a behind the scenes thing where it's like in their heyday, it's like you know they're the same thing it's like buddy buddy with everybody on the tour and like they're all best friends and stuff and then when you get to the point where like you're able to do that the vibe is a lot more like private yeah and uh i think that that's <laughs> it's but of course it is right because like a lot of these dudes that are like the bigger fish like they're busy like they have entire other lives besides the band they have entire yeah. other like business ventures mm -hmm. companies um families um it's not just a vacation on the road no them. a lot of these people they like play their set but like the day leading up to that they're like you know answering they're like doing emails and they're doing like zoom calls for their other things and they're facetiming their their people and they're like yeah getting like facetimes in with like their kids while they're just like yeah. doing this and that you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's like and and 
a lot of these people they've been doing it for so long where like you know i feel like they've made a lot of like the band guy friends that they're gonna have where like <laughs> you only keep so many in your head at one time so you can't right you and know. realistically what am i gonna talk to this guy about you know like what like we're gonna relate on oh yeah eating cheetos in the van remember that dude like i yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. like no, well, what the hell are we gonna talk about but i get you <laughs> Um, so let's, let's cut to the album. I mean, we've been talking about other stuff for over 30 minutes. So let's talk about the album. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you're probably more more lenient, or you're probably leaning towards agreeing with me in general just because it's probably the good thing to say. But if if I, if I you were to ask me which album is heavier, you're the one that's currently uh, the 2020s album or the just we, or the current one coming out. I would say that the 2023 record is heavier. I I would agree with you. Okay. I would agree with was you. Was there a conscious um, effort in that or is it just something that's happened over time with, you know, with the with the band, with your influences, XXXXX? How did that come about? I think in the same way that when we were doing The Way It Ends and uh, we were just kind of doing our thing and just writing what we were writing and then fine-tuning those things and then, you know, putting it all together um mix it master it and then you look back and you go wow this record is depressing (laughs) like that it was kind of the same thing that happened with the death we seek where um we we went through the whole process you spend a year and a half two years like writing demos and Mm -hmm. doing this and that chris sending me stuff i sent him stuff back we record at his house do whatever go to the you know go to ryan who produced it we you know fine tune with everybody then we go record the vocals chris records guitar matt goes records drums we mix we master we do all that we look back and we go wow there's a breakdown in every song that's crazy (laughs) you know like um it's like stuff that's not super intentional but you start to notice that there is that kind of common thread and it's like when we went in and we were doing the record it was like every song kind of had a heavy bit but it still kind of felt like a verse chorus sort of deal for the yeah. most part but um it felt like there's like every individual song had to have like the right balance of everything and it all had to feel like cohesive and so you just kind of do that across the course of the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's what we ended up with and so like yeah it's heavy even if there's like milder songs the songs that are like a little more like mellow like you you like guide us home right um still has like just this ridiculous breakdown in it and then um like er or like unfamiliar which is a little bit more of like the uh i don't know I want to. I don't want to say like commercial because that sounds kind of shot. Um, <laughs> it's it's just like a little more, more palatable. Like sing. More palatable. Yeah, it's like a lot more like sing forward. It just has that ridiculous like fast screaming section. Yeah. Of just like nonsense uh, that happens there, and uh, like yeah, so like every song has got that kind of like heavy part, and there's a lot more like range going on than we're used to having. So there's a lot more just like lows as mains and then highs as like a main um, than we're used to having. So um, I think in an effort to kind of just go full on with everything that we do, that's just what happened. Yeah. I did know that's one of the things I really noticed uh, right away because I listened to both of them in the last couple days back to back for the most part uh, a couple times just to kind of I'd like to see what the differences are between, you know, the growth of one album to the next album or if a band goes backwards one album or the next album. So luckily, in your guys' case, it was a move forward. In my opinion, could be a move backward to some people, I'm assuming, but, you know, uh, teach their own. So you guys also on this album have a new new bassist who is also handling some vocal duties. So how do you guys juggle who does what on the current, uh, on the current spiel? And... Who was doing, who was doing, were you the only vocalist pr- prior to that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's why I was curious because you were doing cleans and, and uncleans. So how do you guys juggle that currently on the new record? So on the new record, it is all still me. Um, I, I am still the only vocalist that is on the recordings. Um, I can't think of another situation where there's anybody else. On, on the other few records there are other people that like do additional vocals like usually it's like the producer or something Mm -hmm. doing like a a harmony or whatever um 
but like uh you know a lot of those like on this record every high low sing harmony whatever like it's all me um what christian christian is essentially like what he'll do is when we go and perform the songs live wherever we feel like we need that kind of layer or that backup or like i can't breathe and realistically (laughs) do this thing yeah uh christian is there to kind of you know knock that out and there's been periods actually where matt um our drummer will do vocals as well uh we're kind of like we've put it on the or at least he's decided that he doesn't really want to do it until we can like you know he can like fully like rehearse the stuff like with vocals and and we can get it to be like fleshed out perfectly yeah but um yeah he's got nasty lows so like if there's a part where i'm doing a mid and there's a low under that then we really want that there Mm -hmm. we have matt do it and it is sick nice um another speaking of bringing up like matt and and uh and christian and stuff when matt stepped into the the band he was replacing jeff who uh, Jeff was like the remaining original member of the band and so you know uh, I guess a lot of the band had like the original lineup obviously dropped away years and years before but after he left did you guys talk about changing the name of the band or just remaining currents because at this particular point and if no one if no one knows this I don't know where you've lived but or under a rock somewhere, but at this point, it's all new members relative to the original lineup. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, did you guys have a discussion about that internally, or you know, how did you guys come about just staying on the name? A lot of it was Jeff's call. Um, oh, nice. Jeff was like, "Hey, I'm I'm out," but and this is paraphrasing, obviously. Right. But, um, <laughs> his the way that he put it when he he decided he was done was hey i'm out but um you know don't do like change the name or anything weird like that like this is your guys's thing now um whatever this was when i started it um i'm i'm happy with what has happened that brought it to where it is now and it's still what it is Mm -hmm. um you know like he had a huge part in like the the growing process of like like he was the only original member when we released the place i feel safest right which is like landmark kind of record for the band as and far that's as why like, i kind of you know the commercial success so yeah and like, i and i and i should probably paraphrase what i was saying earlier i don't necessarily like to say like original members because clearly prior to then it was only like eps released so like on the first full length you're a part of that you were a part of the band prior to that you know it's all the new members for the most part and then jeff on the first right. real oh no so absolutely I, yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean and that's cool like i <laughs> i get that because i so like i've been friends with currents like the whole time essentially like i remember meeting them in like 2000 what 12 2013 yeah and you know like playing shows like alongside them and stuff and they were always like the big fish and all that stuff and so i'm very familiar with like the time that they were like you know the local band and like i know like all of the members like past and present and all that stuff and like uh you know by the time i had gotten into it it was like oh yeah this is like the biggest band in connecticut right and then um (laughs) like it was very clear that like there was things put in place by that point that were going to take the band out of connecticut and jeff was like the spearhead of all that stuff and not to say that any of the other members weren't like um doing anything because like patrizio the previous vocalist was like really good at getting like uh you know he was like a force in and of himself like they they kind of like handled a lot of like the business side of the band and um Patrizia was really good at getting people's like attention on like the internet and stuff like that. So he'd make like viral posts and Jeff would do the same thing as well. They were like really good at that before it was like, um, the thing that like bands were doing, I guess. And, um, you know, like Jeff did a lot of things that like other people just would not have had like the ability to do. Um, and he was able to have conversations with like, you know, people that like, 
other other people like in the area just were not equipped to be having uh especially at like the the age and like the time that we were in and so a lot of respect goes to jeff for like all of the the time that he just grinded into the band and all that stuff and it's yeah. funny because him and matt actually just met recently like <laughs> face to face in person um our, our friends uh josh who works with the band on the management side uh is having a baby he had a baby shower and uh Jeff was invited, and so was Matt, and they met for the first time. And you were uh, like, hey, this is not awkward. <laughs> it, no, it was awesome. It was so cool because, like, you know, like, Jeff's awesome, Matt's awesome. Yeah. And it's like they're very similar in ways, like, and the, the, the way that Matt carries himself and the way that he's kind of, like, filled the role that, um, you know, he has in the band is, like, very similar to Jeff where they're both very, like, mature with, like, heads on their shoulders and um, just very, like, let's get it done, like, let's do it, like, hands-on people. And so they, they're they more similar, uh, I'd say, than they're different, where, like, you know, they have a lot of common ground there. So it was cool seeing them meet for the first time. Yeah. But, yeah, to the point, yeah, um, like, the way that we've always kind of sum summarized Currents is, like, um, we're, we're a collection of kids from, like, New England and, like, Connecticut that... Um, were in our own bands and when those bands kind of fell apart currents was kind of the thing where uh everybody that was serious about taking it out of the state and getting out into the world um this is this is where we ended up yeah. you know yeah i want to touch on unclean and clean vocals and then we'll move on from that we'll, we'll move on to the there next subject all right so another thing that i kind of and again correct me if i'm wrong Another thing I may have picked up on that there was less cleans in this particular record on the Death We Seek than there were on the 2020 record. Am I wrong for thinking that or am I just wanting that to be a thing personally? I don't know. I think the balance is way more, um, like we struck more of a balance where like, I feel like the singing in and of itself is more impactful when it happens. Mm -hmm. um, and the screaming is more like, like everything suits what, the part calls for as much as we we tried to make happen if that makes any sense i don't know if it made sense the way i said it but like um yeah if i if i had to sit there and like listen back i don't know it feels like a little more it all feels more balanced so i would say that like where there were songs on the way it ends that were more like clean singing forward um, they didn't have as much screaming in them. Yeah, and that's kind like, of probably what I'm basing it my thought on, is there were definitely songs that were more focused on the cleans. Yeah, and then you have, you know, songs like Vengeance where there's no singing, but we usually have, like, a song where there's no singing in it at all, and then um, we have, like, Living in Tragedy where there's just, like, the chorus and then, like, the B chorus, I guess, that happens at the end where the, and then that's it for singing. Um, like, there's a lot of songs where the singing is just relegated to the chorus and then that's it on yeah. this record um but then you have stuff like um like we will run which is like or not no that was oh my god bro <laughs> that's the old name of the yeah, song yeah, yeah. But, uh, guide us home guide us home all right Woo. so um we, we have songs like guide us home like uh that i feel like that is probably the most singing forward of of the tracks but I, I could be wrong where like that that one i feel like has like way more singing than it does screaming like full first verse full chorus full second verse before you even hear a single scream interesting um, and you guys put that at the end of the album so it's interesting so, uh, placement for it too yeah well initially i feel like remember me was probably going to be the closer track and then um but at the same time, we wanted it to be a single really bad. So, like, it, is it feels kind of like... Is it faux pas like, to put a single at the end of the album? Is that, like, industry faux pas? I guess it's not much more of a faux pas as, like, putting your first single as <laughs> your first song. But, like, yeah, in a sense, like, I feel like it's weirder. It's more common for that to happen than it is for the last song to be, like, a single pre-release. Because yeah. the you don't want to spoil the ending for people and um like it just felt like especially like that song is like a, a strange one for me because it's like this weirdly like 
it's more personal and like goes way further back for me i feel like than like any other song that we've ever done and it's not really outwardly that way to like it's but like for me that's like a a very like super personal song like there's a piece of me in that song that will always be there and it's cool to have that be like the end track um and then again like yeah having remember me be the closer i feel like could have worked but having it be a single that came out pre-release makes way more sense and i think that guide us home stands on its own as like a nice closer yeah that's good um do i have any other things to ask you about the the music or the album i don't know i don't think so i think we kind of did most of it i covered all those things so let me move on to the next thing that i have for you um oh wait i have a thing go ahead i forgot i forgot something and there's no editing so we can't move it over to the next part but (laughs) i am not i am not the only vocalist i'm not the only vocalist on the death we seek um what is gone astray chris our guitar player our resident shadow of intent virtuoso um he sings the chorus on Gone Astray. That is his voice. Oh, nice. Um, he, when he sent me that pre-pro track, um, that chorus was included in the pre-production, like the demo that he sent me. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. He's like, if you have another idea, um, go for it. If you want to sing this, cool. I'm like, nope, that's you. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> don't, yeah. So, you know, that's pretty cool. He um, is the uh, he's the guy. He's the one. He's the other. He's the other uh, singer in the band that's not listed on Wikipedia. But yes. that reminds me of something I was going to ask you actually about uh, vocals and clean and unclean vocals again. Uh, is it like how did you decide to do both in the band? Like you just thought like when you're first writing songs with the band, or or you know what I mean like. Did you decide like hey, I got to keep this going, or I got to elaborate more on it, or mm, should we have clean vocals, or you know like how did you guys decide this is the band we're going to be at this particular point when you came in to the fold? I think it was a whole band decision um, where it kind of was like, all right, you're going to be the guy, but you got to sing too, <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know. Did you have and- did you sing prior to that? Like, uh, did you did you have clean singing? You know. Uh, on your resume prior okay not really not really so i had um one of the things that got me into the band as um i guess as it as it was was north lane had lost their vocalist adrian and they had a vocal cover competition sort of thing to try to find a new guy and they chose marcus but i also put in a audition video and by the time that i got my audition video done um they had kind of already picked their people and i was friends with currents at the time and i put i dropped my video right and um jeff was like oh they already picked their guys you're too late dude and was like (laughs) making fun of me basically and i'm like shut up i hate you and then like um you know like but he was like oh it's really good though it's really good and i'm like oh thanks man um and then like events happen like patrizio starts to kind of like you know he wanted to move on he he had decided that he was pretty much like done so to speak with um you know being in the band and all that stuff and i think the the rest of the guys kind of knew that and it was a thing that was kind of like coming up for a little while Mm -hmm. and when it came time for them to really decide like okay well if this comes to fruition like who's gonna be like the guy you know and then um Jeff, I think Jeff and Chris showed the rest of the band that audition video, and that was kind of the thing that made everybody go, "Oh, okay, cool, yeah, this guy could do it." You know, as long as he does stuff like that, like it's great. Um, and that was the thing is, it was like it was the song Quantum Flux and it was Dream Awake that both have like, you know, singing sections in them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if I'm gonna be auditioning for this band, I'm not gonna like not do the singing parts. So I did the singing parts, and that ended up kind of working really well in my favor because then they went, oh, well, he can do both. So like, if we're gonna move the band forward, we should have somebody be able to do both because 
like currents always had clean singing in some aspect on mm-hmm. like uh on victimized like solace had like a chorus sort of thing it was like a singing piece that was in one of the songs and then um you know you have songs like rose or euphoria on on life lost that had like singing sections on them that like jeff did um and so you know it was important to jeff and to chris as well that like whoever was going to take the spot was also going to be able to sing stuff so that that was kind of a stipulation was like yep you're in the band but um like if it's gonna like really go anywhere like you're gonna have to sing and I was like <laughs> okay great so yeah. you know the rest is history that is yeah it's years later now at this point uh i want to ask you one last thing about the album and singles and then we'll move on to my final topic uh so i can cut you loose after that is your favorite song on the new album out yet? Like for, I mean, obviously this podcast is coming out after everything is already out, but it's currently mid April. Is it out uh, yet? Not yet. Not okay. yet. It's not yet. So your favorite song I, is I, on the actual album. Favorite song is on the album. 100%. Do you want to say what it is? Uh, I would say probably guide us home or like, it, it, it kind of goes back and forth yeah, a lot. So, like, Guide Us Home is a, is a favorite. Um, then I would say, like, Over and Over is another cool one. So Alone was is probably one of my favorites as well, but obviously it's a single. Um, well, it, so, be, it could be your favorite, too. I'm not saying yeah. it had, that it can't be. You know, I'm just... I asked if, like, your favorite song was either out or a single, so... Yeah, so my... Yeah, my, my two favorites currently are not out yet. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So Guide Us Home is obviously the the, the ending uh, track of the Death We Seek, so it's something to look forward to. Or that you've already listened to multiple times by now because you've already listened to the record over and over again. It's been out almost a month now, so what are you doing? You yeah, know? that's funny because there's, yeah, there's certain songs on the record that I just haven't listened to in so long. Cause like, yeah, why um, would you? <laughs> why would you? It's it, you know, it's gone. It's it's gone. It's out of my, out of my brain and just yeah. on on a cd somewhere though so let's um i, I want to ask you i can't let you go without asking about ryan because obviously earlier this year uh we posted about uh he had a fight with with cancer and the gofundme and all that stuff set up so i was just curious as to checking in on uh the status of that and is he currently playing with you guys on these tours and on the you know on the uh kill switch parkway tour and all that stuff or you know did he have any downtime yeah, I appreciate you asking. Um, so he is out of commission until hoping to September. September is when we're hoping to have him back. Uh, we have something going on then that like, it would be very nice to have him for because it's really cool. Um, but for the headliner, he's he will not be present. It'll just be um, me, Chris, Matt, and Christian. And then um, for Parkway and for kill switch it was the same situation mm-hmm. except um we didn't have chris for all of kill switch and some of parkway so our friend dave pazik who plays in a band called Dreamwake from connecticut um filled in and essentially was chris for those shows and uh he came in killed it just did awesome and so shout out to dave shout out to Dreamwake. um he helped us out big time saved us basically from not being able to do those shows mm-hmm. and um yeah like we'll hopefully have ryan again soon everything that like any update we get from him anytime we get to talk to him it seems like he's doing better and better he's doing well treatment obviously is kind of sucks yeah but um you know like it seems like he's making like some real positive changes in in his life and with his habits and stuff like that that like um you know going forward are going to be really good for him so I think, you know, with any health scare, like you're going to look at other aspects of your health and say, oh, what can I do better here, right, here, right, here right. and here? So it seems like he's doing that. So like making the, the best out of like the bad is, is, you know, one of the best things you can do. And it seems yeah. like that's what he's doing. So, you do know, you, all the you, best to him. Do you have any idea what follicular, follicular lymphoma is? I know he's got not a low, really. I know he's got a low grade version of it. That's what the post said and everything. But I, I just I hadn't Googled it, so I didn't know it's, exactly what it is. I I could be butchering it. It's like a cancer of like the lymph nodes. Like it started up here, like in like the armpit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And so and then I guess it kind of spread, you know, outward and 
from there and went up into like his chest and all that stuff. It's yeah. crazy, crazy. But like, um, but everything you've heard from him thus far has been mostly positive for, for the most part. Like the, he's doing well. Yeah, the the outlook is is good. Like as as far as it goes, like they they feel very confident about the treatment. Um, basically, getting getting it to a level where it it will be manageable treatable and um he'll he'll always kind of have to be like looking over his shoulder a little bit is is my understanding but um you know as long as he continues to just like treat himself well and and keep an eye on it and like keep up with doctors and keep up with like medication and stuff like um Mm. he he should be good you know yeah well hopefully uh it does work out for the best i if it makes you feel any better this past not this week last week a friend of mine got a clean bill of health after having thyroid cancer and she had to have you know she had to have uh something taken out of her throat on her thyroid or somewhere in there i think they got it removed all together and then she had some kind of uh radiation chemo i don't know if it's like the regular dosage but it was like a stay-at-home chemo for a little while i guess and then uh yeah clean bill so you know hopefully ryan gets uh the same kind of situation for the outcome rim that's that's what we're all hoping for and i just you know we miss him obviously like yeah. we haven't like you know we haven't seen him in a while does he um, not live in the in the area or are you guys just not able to really be around him at this particular time yeah at this particular time we can't really be around him in the sense of like you know we're just out and about in the world and stuff and he has to kind of lay low because if he gets sick it causes a lot of problems right 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 so germs so, and like, just contact with people and blah 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 right um so we've seen him like a handful of times, but um, like as far as it goes, like we haven't gotten to see him much. So that is, you know, that sucks. But um, it is all in the best interest of like getting him where he needs to be, uh, health-wise. So whatever has to happen, we're we're just kind of with that, and um, you know, we know we'll see him soon. Yeah, hopefully uh, September's not that far off. Only a couple more months, so fingers crossed. Um, yeah. an hour goes by quick. Brian, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure doesn't, does. Yeah, it goes by quick. Uh, anything else you want to kind of throw out there before we head out? Or, you know, because, like, again, this is May 24th. This is when this is coming out. So I don't know if, uh, you know, you have something um, scheduled between now yeah, and then that you I can mean, mention, but obviously it won't be public until then. I don't know what's getting announced. Oh, wait, I have one last thing. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Are you still doing the music mentor thing? I only did it that one time. Okay. Um, I don't know. Hey, if they asked me again, I would. I would. I would probably do it again. I don't and what was I that? Went. You just basically like giving up, like giving your techniques and like your like quote unquote masterclass on being a vocalist for a you know clean unclean metalcore band. Yeah, a lot of it was just kind of like talking about how I uh, how I came up and like uh, the things I was doing to like keep my voice healthy and all that stuff and like to my understanding, to the best of my knowledge, like what it is that I do and like how I do it. And then, yeah, on top of that, it's like just a lot of questions from people and like what they want to hear and like, you know, how how the band kind of got like where it was at that point and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was a while ago, so I don't really remember it too super duper much, but I I remember like, you know, enjoying it. It was good and it was a nice thing to do like during COVID just to like be like connected sort of is that something that you guys just did like obviously remote but like uh when you did um i did not tune in so don't get at don't go after me or anything but (laughs) uh was it just like you for an hour or is it you for like because it was a three-day event so i was just curious as to like was it just you and a couple other people or was it like mostly you it was like a three-day block of like it was like like scheduled programming i guess like speakers and other things like that right i think what it is is like you get the the specific package of what like the person that you want to have like the the session with and then they like uh, scout and uh david pocket would like basically like ask you questions and stuff that were like curated based on whatever the uh the curriculum so to speak that you you had kind of planned out like yeah. what you wanted to talk about you like me and david and, and scout would like um kind of went over like what we were going to talk about and how we were going to structure it and how we were going to like uh sort of orient each individual day it was like 
three days, like an hour ish or more like per day. Um, and then just kind of going over, like breaking down various things. Like one day was centered on just like vocal stuff. One day was centered on like band stuff. Mm -hmm. One day was centered on like touring stuff or whatever, you know? I gotcha. Well, I was just curious because that's something that I had brought up, um, but I didn't remember till the very freaking end there. So good deal. I got it out. got it in. Hey. Brian Willie Nelson, I appreciate your time on the podcast. It's fitting because tomorrow's 420, so it's a good good time. Good, oh, my good God, reference. <laughs> good reference. Brian Willie Nelson. But, uh, yeah, best of luck on the new album coming out in a couple weeks, which is already out. And I as the audience is listening to this now, but best of luck. And uh, I think we'll see you either in Atlanta or Tampa on the upcoming headliner. I don't know. We'd have to travel either way, but we may go and uh, hit one of those shows. Yeah, sweet deal. Let me know. We'll do, man. We'll do. Um, cool. And I'm going to cut it right there. So I'll give me one second. Hey, everyone. This is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.